The previous parak introduced the different categories of damage, the three main categories being sure, when an animal which belongs to him does damage, ash, fire, burr, when one digs a pit and it causes damage. And within sure, we learned that there are three subcategories, namely regel, the damage which the animal does as it's walking, shane, the damage done which the animal benefits from, and keren, which is an act which the entire point of the act is in order to damage the other person's possession. For example, when an animal gores the other animal. Now, we also learnt of two different levels of obligation. One is a tam. If the animal is a tam, that means that he is not prone to do a particular act of damage. And that would come under the category of keren. And the first few times that he does it, he would, the owner would only be liable to pay for half of the value of the damage which was caused. But all other damages, the animal is called a muad from the beginning. A muad means that it is prone to do the damage, and the owner is fully responsible, and we need to pay for all of the damage. So the Mishnah asks, According to some, the sentence, um, the question ends after the next few words. We're going to explain that th- that is the question itself. How, in what way, is the animal considered muedes, a muad, for the category of damages of regel? The answer is, to break things in the way that it's walking, as it is walking, to break something on the way, the animal is considered prone to do that, and he is a muad for that damage, and the owner would have to pay nezek sholem, full damages. As well as that, it's not only if the animal treads on something as it is walking, but an animal is considered to be a muad, also to be walking in its regular way, and to break something whilst it is walking, but not by treading on it. Rather by knocking something down with its body, or if the hair of the animal caused something to fall or break, or if something which the animal was carrying caused it, that would also come under the category of regel. And here it's very important to discuss another definition which we didn't mention in the previous parak. but the first mission of the Masechta began by telling us that there are four avos nazikin, which literally means fathers of nazikin. And the av, just like with Shabbos, there's a concept of an av malacha, which again refers to a category of forms of work on Shabbos. And within those categories, there are lots of different actions which come under the category. And the sub-things, those things which come in the category, are known as toldos, which literally means the children, the generations, as opposed to the av, which is the father, the main category. So we have the same thing regarding Nazikin. There's the av, the main category, which would be regel, and that is when an animal literally breaks something as it is treading on it, or it would really be the exact thing which the Torah talked about. So the regel which the Torah talks about is where an animal goes into somebody else's field and damages it by treading on the produce. So that would be the av. The toldos would be anything similar. So for example, walking and one's body knocking over something and breaking it. It's got the same characteristics as the regal which the Torah talked about. Well, since the Torah didn't talk about it, so it's considered to be a tolder. And it comes under the category of regal. Right, continues the mission. If the animal was kicking, we learned in the previous parak that this is considered to be keren. It's not a usual thing which the animal is prone to do. 
And so the first couple of times that it does it, the owner would only have to pay half of the value of the damage. And now the Mishnah adds a exception to the to regel, and that is If there are small stones or pebbles flying from underneath the animal's feet, so the animal stepped on something and it caused something to fly onto something else, and it caused the and it broke the item which it flew onto. So really, this should be considered regel. It's damage which it causes as it is going, as it's walking. It's not intending to do just an act of damage, which would be keren. It's not benefiting from the damage. Rather, it's happening as it's walking along. But the mission says, Mishnah Mechetzin is like, he only has to pay for half of the damage. And this is because there is a unique halacha of Moshe Messinai, a law which we have as a tradition going back to Moshe from Arsinai, the damage caused by an animal's koyach, an animal's force, but not by the animal's body itself, for that, one only pays Chetzinezek. So even though it is regel, one nevertheless only pays Chetzinezek. And the Mishnah brings another example, Dorsa ala Kli. If the animal stepped onto an object, Ushuratu, and he broke the object, Venofal al Kli Acher, and part of that broken item fell onto a different object and broke it, says Mishnah al Harishoin, on the first item, Mishalim Nezek Shalim. The owner has to pay Nezek Shalim for full damages because that's a regular case of regel, Valo Acherin. However, for the last, for the second item, Mishalim Chetzi Nezek, he only needs to pay for half of the value of the damage which he caused because of the unique halacha of Tzreyreis that if the animal didn't do it with its body but only with its force it's koyach only then in such case would you pay chetzi nezek instead of nezek sholem continues the Mishnah chickens are considered to be moored to go along their way and to break things on the way and the Mishnah brings an example her delil koshobaraglov if there was some sort of small thread tied to the chicken's leg or the chicken was jumping or hopping and it broke objects it broke other items by the thread flying off of the chicken's leg and it caused something to break again this comes under the category of Tzreyreis and therefore he would only pay for half of the value of the damage Mishnah Base the previous Mishnah discussed Regel now we go on to Shane in what way is, a, is Shane considered to be a moored? Only if the animal eats something which is fitting for the animal to eat. Even if the animal wouldn't regularly eat it, as long as it's still considered to be edible and fit for the animal to eat, if the animal eats it, it would come under the category of Shane, and the owner would be liable to pay for all of the damage. Nezek Mishnah brings an example that an animal is considered to be a moored for eating fruit and vegetables, produce, however, if the animal ate clothes or objects that is not considered food which is fitting for the animal to eat, and it wasn't considered likely that an animal would eat such a thing. And because of that, it's considered to be unusual, and so Mishalim Chetzinezek, he would only pay for half of the damages caused, because any act of damage which the animal does, which is considered to be uncommon, and the animal is not prone to do such a thing, that also comes under the category of a Keren Tum. Even though Karen usually refers to something which the animal intended to do damage, and here that is not the case, the animal doesn't intend to damage the clothes or the object. The animal is eating, it's just considered to be unusual. But anything unusual also comes under the category of a Karen Tam. So there are, there are really two ways for something to be considered a Karen Tam. One is if it intends to do the damage, and one is if it is unusual. Now says the Mishnah, When are these words said that you are liable? 
to pay Nezek Sholem in a case of Shane, that is only Bershus Nizak if the damage took place inside the property of the Nizak, the person who was damaged. But if damage of Shane happened in a public area, then Potter, the Mazik, the person who is responsible for the damage, is exempt because the Torah explicitly says that one is only liable for Shane and Regel if it occurs in the property and domain of the Nizak. And it's specifically regarding Shane and Regel. When it comes to Keren, one would be liable even in a public domain. However, says the Mishnah, even though you're not liable to pay for the damages of Shane and Regel in a public domain, the Imnenes, if the owner gains, he benefits from the damage which the animal did, then he needs to pay for the benefit which the animal got. So meaning, if the animal now had its lunch in a public domain, so it's true that you're not necessarily responsible for the damage caused, but at the end of the day, you gain something which from something which belongs to somebody else. And there's an obligation upon him to return that to the owner of that thing. Now the truth is, you wouldn't return the value of the item which the animal ate. Rather, you would return the amount that the owner gained from what the animal ate. For example, if the animal ate very expensive produce, the owner of the animal doesn't need to pay back for that. Rather, he pays back for a regular lunch which an animal has. Regular barley, how much that would cost for a meal, for an animal to eat barley, so that's how much you would pay the owner of that produce. Because that's really the amount that you gained. You didn't gain more because it was more expensive produce. The amount you gained is the amount that it would cost you to buy a cheaper meal for your animal. How, in what case, would one pay only for that which the animal benefited from and not for that which the animal um, did damage to? And the question of the mission really is what is considered to be a public domain for the laws of damage? And this is a very important point. The definition of a public domain for the laws of Shabbos, for example, carrying on Shabbos. The definition for Rosh Hashanah for Shabbos is a totally different definition than the definition for Rosh Hashanah for the laws of Nezikin and damages. The definition when it comes to the laws of damages of a public area is an area where it's considered to be normal for the animal to walk there. It's an area where the public are walking. It's not that the animal is turning off of the regular path and going into the Nizik's domain. Rather, it's going in its regular way. That is the definition of a public domain for Nizikin. And so the Mishnah says, If the animal ate the produce or whatever it was, from in the middle of the street, then he only needs to pay for the benefit, because it's considered to be a public domain. But if the animal went and walked on the side of the street, where animals don't generally go, then the owner would be liable to pay for that which the animal damaged, even though it could be part of the street. But since it's not considered part of the regular way where an animal would go, so the animal has now turned off towards the object which he is damaging, and so it would be considered like a private domain, and one would be liable for shame. If the animal ate it from the entrance of a shop, then the owner would pay for the benefit only. Again, because it's considered to be in the animal's path. As it's going by, it eats something from the entrance of the shop. But if the animal goes literally into the shop, 
where it pokes its head totally inside of the shop and then eats something from there, then the owner would be obligated to pay for the damage because it would come under the category of Shane, since it's considered to be a private domain under the definitions of a private domain for Nazikin. And that's a very important point which should be remembered, that the definition of a public domain for Shabbos is a totally different definition of a public domain or a private domain for Nazikin. Mr. Gimel, Hakelev Hagdi, a dog or a goat, Hagag, who which jumped from the top of a roof and they landed on objects, the Shibras Hakelim, and they broke those objects, the owner is obligated to pay for the full compensation of the damages. Because a dog and a goat are considered to be a mod for jumping in such a way and therefore to damage things by jumping. It's not considered to be an unusual thing that it would come under Keren. No, it's considered to be Regel, and so the obligation is Nezek Sholem, full payments for the damages. Now the mission brings another scenario, Hakelev, a dog, Shanotl Harora, who took some sort of cake, there was a cake, a bread-like cake baking on coals, and a dog went into the, the, the coals and this cake were inside somebody's property, let's say Shimon's property, and Ruvain's dog went into Shimon's property, took the cake, which still had a, still had a coal attached to it, the Holach Lagodish, the dog then went to the stack of grain, which was in Shimon's domain, so it took Shimon's cake in Shimon's domain, and it went to Shimon's great stack of grain, the dog ate the cake, the Hidrik Zagodish, and it set fire to the stack of grain. For the cake, certainly, the owner of the dog would have to pay full damages, because since it is done inside the Nizek's domain, and it is an act of shame, the animal is eating something, which it is regular for it to eat, it's fit for it to eat, so that would be a regular case of Shane. But Al Hagodish, and for the stack of grain, Mishan Chetzinezek, the owner would have to pay only Chetzinezek for half of the damage. Now, why is it that you pay half damages over here? This is damage caused by fire. But one is not liable because of fire, because one is only liable as part of the category of Aish if it is his own fire, not if it's his animal's fire. So it can't be that he's liable because of Aish. So he should be liable because of. Regal, really, it's considered to be a normal thing for the animal to do. He didn't do any, any unusual act. He didn't intend to do the damage in order to damage. So he should really have to pay Nezek Sholem. But the Gemara explains, at least according to the opinion which the conclusion of the Gemara goes according to, that one's fire is considered to be like his own koyach, his own force. Just like if I throw something, when I start a fire and the fire travels and does damage, it's as if I threw something and that item damaged the thing which was damaged. And because of that, when an animal starts a fire, it's considered to be the force of the animal, the koyach of the animal. And therefore it would come under the category of Tsreyrus. And that is why the owner would pay Chetznezek in this case. We look at the fire which did the damage to the stack of grain as the koyach and the force of the animal. Mishnah Dalad. So in the last three Mishnahs we've discussed Regal and Shane. This Mishnah goes into Keren, the third of the subcategories in Shur. Ezo Tam, what is the definition of a Tam? That the owner would only have to pay Chetzinezek, half of the damages. Ezo Muad. And what is the definition of a Muad, where the, where the owner would have to pay for the full damages? Nezek Sholem. According to the first opinion of the Mishnah, Muad, the definition of a Muad is Kol Shehi Any case where they 
warned the owner of the animal for three days. Meaning the animal gored, let's say, on a Sunday, and the owner was taken to Bastin to pay, and the Bastin warned him to guard his animal. And the next day on Monday, the animal gored again, and he went to Bastin, the Bastin warned him to guard his animal. And again on Tuesday, the animal gored, and the Bastin warned him if the... So the, so the animal is now considered to be a moored, and if it gores again, the owner would have to pay Nezik Sholem, the tam. When would the animal go back to being a tam? It doesn't remain a moored forever. There is a way for it to become a tam again, and that is if it sort of goes back on itself for three days running, meaning the animal sees another animal and has the chance to gore it, and nevertheless doesn't do so, and does that on three days running. In that case, the animal would go back to a tam because we see that it's a karma animal now. That is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. When the Torah talks about a tam and a muad, it talks about a case where it did it on different days. And because of that, according to Rabbi Yehuda, if it would go, let's say, three times on the same day, even if you went to basin in between each time, the animal would not become a muad, because the Torah specifies that it's only if it happens on three different days. However, Meir, Meir, Meir says, muad A muad is any time where he receives warning from the basin and his animal gored three times, even if it's on the same day. Rameir reasons that if he becomes a muad from goring on three different days, then all the more so if he goes three times in the same day, we see that he's totally wild, and so he should become a muad. All right, the tam, when does it go back to being a tam? According to Rameir, it's harder for it to go back to being a tam. Only if we see real evidence that it is calm, only if young children would start touching the animal and playing with it, and it still wouldn't go then. If we see that he's that calm, then the state of the animal would go back to being a tam, and if it gores again, then the owner would only be obligated to pay chetzi nezek.